Welcome to NPNY Radio, where all the podcasts love you in New York. You can find us on the web at npny.org. You can also email us at radio at npny.org. And at the end of the podcast, as always, we'll have something from our resident angry Prince fan, Rich. We're back with our fourth podcast. Uh, my name is Derek Kelly, and with me I have... Andy Stanger, Amil Dave, and Zahir Ali. So, so we apologize for being away for so long, but we're back and we're going to start this show off uh, pretty quick, quickly. We're going to cover the end of the East Coast Welcome to America show. We have uh, two shows left to cover. We have the January show and also the February show as well. Um, these last two shows that took place in Madison Square Garden in New York, uh, one in January, one in February, it seemed like things were coming together better for these yeah. for these shows in terms yeah. of the set list, the opening acts, um, even these, the band. Yeah, these these were probably the two of my favorite shows. I agree. I agree completely. You know, I think uh, everything else seemed like they were a warm up up until this point, which is kind of odd because there was such a gap between the Isaiah shows and the the initial Madison Square Garden shows, and now we've come back almost a month later uh, for each show and. It just completely was different. I mean, same set lists, very similar things were going yeah. on, but th- they were completely warmed up and everybody was ready and hot. And I was just really impressed by these shows when I walked away from them. And yeah. I think I think giving the audience a break too helped, right? Because one yeah. one show was on January 18th and the other show was on February 7th. So it, it wasn't an oversaturation of the market um, to, to have... That you know, I actually kind of wouldn't mind a Prince concert every month or so. <laughs> I don't think my wallet can take it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I Not wouldn't right. mind. My every bank account might suffer. You yeah. know, maybe every two right. months or something yeah. like yeah. that. It was was pretty cool to have. You know. Right. These these runner shows in December and then you know in January we we were looking forward to a show and then you knew like oh February there's going to be another one so it was kind of cool to have yeah, yeah. and I think the opening acts were the best ones that mm-hmm. we thought out of the tour so far yeah, yeah. Was, yeah. 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 I mean yeah. Sharon Jones who's sort of like a female James Brown a little bit and then of course CeeLo who yeah, uh, February seventh show yeah. February seventh show that you can definitely see is a you know an iteration of Prince and right. some of the other artists like that and mm-hmm. yeah. and really seem they seem to really enjoy playing with Prince and opening for Prince. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think Sharon Jones deserves a special mention for me because I think when she was first announced there were some people who were like I don't see how this fits. Like this isn't yeah. you know, this is a weird a weird fit and she was incredible. I thought the energy that she brought um, was amazing. Her sound mm-hmm. closely matched the kind of vintage sound Prince tries to get sometimes with that funk James Brown sound. Mm-hmm. And then her performance with him uh, on Love Bazaar, oh yeah, uh, yeah. when she came yeah. out, um, was was just special. I mean, like that yeah. I thought mm-hmm. was she hands down. I think was the the best. I mean, CeeLo was good too, but I really liked Sharon Jones. Yeah, yeah I actually liked. Her. Sharon Jones, like if you're looking at the actual opening set, I liked Sharon Jones a lot more than CeeLo. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, before all the reasons that you just said, she moves around, she's funky, it's like watching uh, a James this Brown is, thing. This is, she's a pure show woman, you know? Yeah. Not a show yeah. man, show woman. Yeah, it's like, it. it's she just does her own thing. It was something that you don't see every day, you know? Uh, if you go back and you look at the other opening acts, you're like, all right, you know, they're doing... Yeah. What they do. When it's, yeah. Like, and CeeLo was good. You yeah. know, again, he, uh, 
again, I, th- I like he did a song with Prince as well, which was right. crazy, his right. own song. Right. Mm-hmm. But I thought, you know, that was just an amazing moment. In the that was an too. amazing moment. I want to come back to Sharon Jones one more time. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think it was really a great example of Prince um, introducing an artist to a larger audience. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think. Um, much like Layla Hathaway and Cassandra Wilson, for people who are who make up, if there is a typical Prince audience, um, a lot of people probably would not have heard of these these artists before. And I mm-hmm. think the same with Sharon Jones. And people were, you could tell by the response, um, people were very pleasantly surprised mm-hmm. by by this this performance. So I thought that that was that that was an accomplishment of Prince I think when in in trying to position himself as an arts presenter mm-hmm. um in presenting, you know, these artists to a wider audience. I thought that worked really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my, my wife wants me to take her out to go see Sarah Jones, so, you know. That was Yeah, pretty... I mean, I saw her in uh in Brooklyn do a show a couple months prior. Actually, it was around my birthday in August. Mm-hmm. And she was great. The other thing is she covered Take Me With You mm-hmm. on Spin's version of Purple Rain, which was called Purplish Rain, I believe. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, and she did a pretty cool sort of up-tempo version of Take Me With You. So flipping back to CeeLo for a second, too. You know, there was kind of that thing where he's got that big song, you know, the uh, F.U. song. Right. Right. <laughs> so we were wondering, you know, going into it, is he going to do that or forget you? Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that... Yeah, and, and while answer. while he was performing, um, for people who could see the monitors, these are the monitors that um, usually have the lyrics for you know they re- they've replaced right. the lyric the gigantic the, the lyric cards. book that <laughs> Prince used to have. So while CeeLo is performing, all of the little monitors flash no f word um, <laughs> right. throughout the performance, and then um, which. You know, I thought it was a little um, infantilizing. I mean, it, it treated him somewhat as like a child. I mean, I'm sure he understood where Prince was coming from, and I'm sure they had that conversation. But to have it on the stage like that, it's almost like a parent scolding a child in public. And, and to, to kind of compound that is when one of the sound guys came up to fix the mic or something, he whispers in the CeeLo's ear, no F word. And it's like, damn, okay, he gets the point. He's done this on TV. Don't embarrass him in front of everybody. Just let him sing the song that he knows. He knows the deal. And Mm -hmm. I just thought that was kind of, you know, it's kind of nasty, really. But I I think it was funny. I think he sort of turns it a little bit on Prince because he didn't even really sing forget you he would hold the mic out to the the audience audience and the audience would sing it yeah Yeah. so and the other thing that was was, totally a prince move though because prince would do something yeah prince would do that but during CeeLo said he also did when you were mine which i thought was pretty cool yeah that was a nice cover on that yeah and his album is his album has um the the title of the song get you satisfied or Mm -hmm. i want to get you satisfied has a very i want to take the place of your man vibe to it it's a very very princely 
And even yeah. I think in one of his interviews on NPR, CeeLo says that this song started off as a Prince song and he went back and did some like um, production changes, but it was inspired by a Prince song. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The, well, the Prince has become kind of, the you know, elder statesman of pop music. I mean, just like Bill Cosby with comedians, and we all heard the story about right. how they, how Bill Cosby would talk to Eddie Murphy or whoever and say, "Hey, you shouldn't be doing this." You know, Prince has become that guy. I don't know if it's intentional. I don't know if it's because of he's a Jehovah Witness now, or whatever it is. But he's become that guy. And, well, I think it's definitely that, mm-hmm. but it's it is a little weird, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's an artist, he's a pop artist, and he's out there in the mainstream and. And to mm. be going around, you know, telling people who aren't Jehovah's Witnesses that, mm-hmm. hey, don't swear. I mean, it's such a, like, you know, it's one of those things where, like, it's really not hurting anybody. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's so it's such a strange thing to scold and, and then the, people the, the, about The that. greater, the, the, the deeper issue is um, what's more important, the word or the concept? Mm-hmm. Right. Right? Yes. Because That's a good point. if right. the concept is still being conveyed, is the vulgarity still present? Right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. so... Um, I think you, you could be vulgar and not utter one curse word at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Prince, you know, as much as he has, quote unquote, cleaned up his act, I'm sure yeah. we could comb through the last few releases and find a few things that would make somebody's grandmother clutch her pearls. Exactly. Right. right? Exactly. It's um, the indirect. No, I mean, so, even, even at these you know, shows yeah. when he does some songs, Insatiable and Scandalous, you mm-hmm. know, he's right there on the borderline with the mm-hmm. sexuality, yeah. you know? Yeah, I mean, for musicology, for all of his, there's going to be a show you could bring your kids to, he's doing DMSR. Right. Um, which, right. you know, I don't know if I want like a five year old listening to that song. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. And I mean, even on the Rainbow Children, <laughs> I think he he replaces, um, you know, certain curse words with like a play on words. And it's mm-hmm. like it, you, you didn't replace the thought. Mm-hmm. That to me is the issue. Like right, replacing right, right. the word is one thing. But what about replacing the thought? Mm-hmm. So, um you know, yeah. but that 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 that's like an ongoing debate, and you know, but I, I respect I respect Prince's wish to have a certain kind of language present or not present in his show. I just I just thought it was if it was something that I'm sure it was discussed in advance. It's well known, right? How he feels about uh, profanity. Yeah, let's um, not beat these people over the head. Yeah, right you know, don't don't have that thing flashing on all the monitors. Um, as though you know, it has to be a public, public scolding. That that was my only issue with it. But it was yeah. it was a good CeeLo. Mm-hmm. CeeLo was an amazing performer. Um, you know, having come from, I mean, following him from the Dungeon family, Goody Mob yeah, days, yeah. and mm-hmm. he has a powerful voice that really works in an arena setting. And um, you know, I thought that his performance, not only of his own music, um, but of Take Me. Um, when you were mine mm-hmm. was 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 excellent. Okay, so at this, at this point, let's bring this back to the individual shows. I want to talk about the highlights, the things you you love, the things that you hate, and you know, just r- kind of wrap it up on the shows, and then we'll cover some of the things that happen after parties and after shows and things like that. And um, I want Zaire to talk about the press conference um, that he was able to attend. Uh, so let's start off with the 18th, January 18th. We saw uh, a couple of things. We already talked about Sharon Jones, very positive experience. Um, something I don't know if you're going to like or dislike. Uh, we saw the return of the twins. You know, they mm-hmm. were added onto the show. Um, we didn't see them for any of the prior shows. And all of a sudden they show up and they're back. Um, 
I personally, I love the twins, but I don't feel like they added anything to this a particular appearance. You know, they were there, they roller skating, their 5,000 uh, costume changes. And I'm like, all right, why? I mm-hmm. I just didn't get it. I feel like they were wedged in. And, you know, we already got uh, the three singers and now we've got two extras and they really were just taking up space in the set. Well, I think that they were there to um, replace Misty because mm. Misty right. Copeland could not perform at that show because I, I don't know if she was touring or whatever. Mm. But um, the Beautiful Ones, which is what Misty's uh, performance is, that wasn't uh, that wasn't part of this set. So mm. um, I think you know Prince has always been trying to find these foils for him on stage. Mm-hmm. Um, he's always looking for these kind of. Um, oh, well, I Shel- thought that was what Shelby was doing. The whole well, episode. I think for the dancing, um, mm-hmm. Shelby isn't much of a dancer. I do think that you know at one point the twins were doing the robot to like <laughs> yeah to some some to like musicology or something, yeah. and it just didn't yeah. didn't match. Yeah, um, it's it's almost like they they don't really have they don't have much of a personality. And in the past, I've liked people that Prince has been with. Who've had you know a lot of character like Cat from like mm-hmm. Sign of My the Times. Tay, you know it was it was better interaction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know like yeah. I mean there was a song where they were wearing booty shorts and they were on roller skates. Like it was sort of like huh? we're at a Prince concert and like Electric Boogaloo like just jumped out. <laughs> like it was fun, but it was it was kind of silly. And, and I agree, I don't think they really they yeah. added some to the show. I liked it just because. Yeah. We saw all five, or I saw all five, so it was something different at that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it was nice to see them, but they, uh, you know, maybe a couple of jumps in here and there, but not to be through the whole entire show. Yeah, I think they worked well when they backed up Tamar. Mm-hmm. And yeah. there was a kind of Ike Turner and the Iquettes thing going on back yeah. then. Um, but yeah, I, you know, didn't didn't make a whole lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, at the same time, they, they don't really bother me. It's in the way that some yeah. they bother some people. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you know, some people yeah, just seem to have this animosity. I think I think if you're a woman around Prince in any capacity, right. <laughs> you have like a bullseye painted on you. Right. Because there are people who are going to just hate on you because right. they want to be you. Right. Um, so... You know, the twins, Maite, Misty Copeland is getting some shade by some people now because right, of right, the rumors right. that they're they're going out. Bria, Bria of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I just think if you're a woman around Prince, just point. watch out. You're going to have like, a hard time. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and of course, Prince likes to surround himself with women, mm-hmm. both professionally and personally. So mm-hmm. um, yeah. he just provides a lot of fodder for that kind of thing. Yeah, speaking of women... Um, we saw something that we were initially we thought this was a fan that was pulled on stage and then later on as it went on it turned out to be one of prince's rich friends that was was actually uh, what was the lady's name late from gossip girls or something like that which which also lends to the fact that nobody knew who the hell she was in the first place because it it was certainly no one of our i I guess i'm gonna say of our generation younger people who watch that wb soap opera stuff yeah um, I think was, it, it was, was and what's sad is that it was cool at first, and then when I found out it was just another celebrity, it cheapened the experience because I thought this mm-hmm. was cool. Prince is serenading her with somewhere here on earth. Macy was on the horn. 
what a great treat for a fan. And then you're like, oh. This yeah, and then you hear about it, and it actually made sense. I'm like, oh, yeah, he's yeah. continuing yeah. his theme of celebrities. Right, and right. And, but, and on the <laughs> other hand, um, we know that Prince um, presents himself as an improvi- as an improvisational artist while many things are rehearsed, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. even the improvisations are rehearsed. And I think part of this is Prince's control Mm-hmm. tendencies and wanting to make sure the show goes a certain way and um i think that he you know had it been a fan with the fan had sat there and swooned like that i think he wanted <laughs> to convey a certain mm-hmm. kind of thing not someone that is going to pee themselves on on <laughs> the stage, right? like, or you know take off True. their panties whatever you know like crazy fan type hug him or there have been times where Prince has pulled someone up on stage and they try to freak him like you know so he yes. he wanted to yeah. like I think have a controlled thing so I yeah. kind of get that you know mm-hmm. you know at the moment because I didn't know who it was mm-hmm. I thought it was good right yeah um, so even knowing who it was within the context of the show it was good yeah it was, that was yeah, cool it was, it was a yeah, good yeah, experience yeah. Sure. he yeah, did yeah. the two songs mm-hmm. somewhere here on earth and i love you but i don't trust you anymore mm-hmm. he gave her his towel with the symbol on it and the other thing is we talked about it before he got press out of it mm-hmm. it was on tmz she was yeah. on i think mm-hmm. jimmy fallon after right, that right, and yeah, talked right, about right, it right, so right, it was good right. for him he got press and, and like zaire said it was cool at the time right, mm-hmm. um, right. what about uh him doing dreamer oh like, yes the day after oh that was excellent okay yeah. it was i called it go check the, <laughs> go check the old podcast yep um this was the day after the observance of dr king's birthday and so it was very appropriate for him to do dreamer and it was an excellent um excellent version <laughs> I wish, you know, hearing Dreamer made me wish that we would have gotten more Lotus Flower tracks on these these shows. Um, I mean, it's cool that Misty is is dancing during the beautiful ones, but she's also in the video for Crimson and Clover. Wouldn't it have been cool for him to perform Crimson and Clover in these shows? Nice, yeah. Or some of the other, you know, better tracks. The on, problem on is Lotus that Flower. we're giving him ideas. Hey, and, Prince, you know, when you come back to New York like yes. you said you would, <laughs> Throw in some Lotus Flower tracks on there. <laughs> um, so Dreamer was good. And then he he segues into Welcome to America, a guitar version, which wasn't my favorite. I mm. prefer the version he opened yeah. up um, the Garden Show in December with, Definitely. the more funky, funky mm-hmm. version. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess... Yeah, because to me, you know, his lyrics of that song, it's yeah. a little more ominous, you yeah. know? Yeah. And yeah. I thought it just worked better with that whole yeah, vibe. And here I you agree. have this kind of lazy, laid back kind yeah. of thing. But, yeah, because yeah. in, in, in the guitar version, he's 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 playing the guitar to take up the um, the rhythm section of the song. Oh, right, right. And it hmm. doesn't work as well as when you have like this heavy funk 
you know, yeah. rhythm laid out in the in the track mm-hmm. that the version that he performed. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping that if this ever is released, it's the version that that he did in December. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I'm looking forward to a studio version of Welcome to America. Mm-hmm. Hopefully that ever sees the the light of day. Yeah, while you know the issues he talks about in the song still exist, mm-hmm. right? Two yeah. years from now, right. <laughs> two years from right. now, yeah. <laughs> you know. seven years later, yeah, right. after he's left America, right. Right. <laughs> he's gotten kicked out, and he has to change the lyrics. <laughs> yeah, exactly. welcome to Canada. <laughs> okay, right. it's like um, let's jump over to the next. One February seventh now. Yeah, uh, another awesome show. I love. I think this is to me personally my favorite. Uh, we already talked about uh, CeeLo opening up the mm-hmm. set. Uh, later on, CeeLo comes back on and performs an amazing version of "Crazy." I with Prince. Yeah, I highlight so big highlight of the show mm-hmm. for me. I'm really really happy with that. I think that you don't re- you very rarely see something that Prince does translate so well with somebody else, mm-hmm. especially when it's not Prince related. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when I when you got this experience, it was like, wow. I remember when, I remember, I remember when I lost my mind. There was something so pleasant about that place. Even your emotions have an echo in so much space. Prince has, has covered crazy before. Yes. Um, so he has some yeah. familiarity with the with the. But it, it was nice hearing CeeLo sing over. It yeah, because, absolutely. You know, absolutely. I think that Prince's band is better, and I think yeah. you know you're used to hearing the song so much, and then right. you just hear this you know mm-hmm. amazing groove. Yeah, and a know? sublime guitar solo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, just amazing, yeah. amazing guitar solo. And you could tell Prince was having fun. I mean, he was yeah. like you know waving around a towel and pointing at CeeLo, mm-hmm. and like you mm-hmm. said, playing guitar. Yeah. And you said something really good on Facebook, if you remember what you said about it. It was something like, you know, the a true artist who's able to sort of step back and still Yeah. What, what yeah, was it? yeah, it was it you know, this is this is a test of to me a testimony of Prince as an artist who's able to even playing backup, he shines, mm-hmm. right? right? So, because right. he doesn't do any vocals in this, mm-hmm. um, he's 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 trying to give CeeLo the spotlight, but he's such a powerful presence, he still he still earns it. Yeah. And he, I think, over the last few years, I think we've seen this with Prince, um, his his ability and willingness to step aside mm-hmm. um, and play backup. I mean, yeah. especially during like the Tamar shows, um, but even before, you know. There was a is a greater I I I set felt like with the Rainbow Children and the One Night Alone shows, a more democratic kind mm. of, which is the jazz thing, right? This right. is the mm-hmm. the jazz ethos of being a democratic player and everyone gets a share, right? And your willingness to step aside and give someone else a solo, and I think we we we've seen Prince embrace jazz um, in a greater way than he has before in the last ten years, and really kind of. In many ways, he's become his father 
mm-hmm. um, John L. and kind of like a jazz man. Mm-hmm. Um, even his yeah. his clothes, you know, going towards the suits and away from the the more extravagant clothing. Although he he does pull that for this tour, but in general, his kind of move towards a kind of jazz man ethos. Yeah. And I think that mm-hmm. we saw that this comes in across. musicology, yeah. and it, yeah. he's been carrying this over ever since. And I yeah. think I think it's a good change. It's a positive change because I can't explain to people the the butt out pants from. <laughs> Yeah, no, that never happened. Yeah. Um, another another highlight I thought was the um, tribute to Bobby Z. Oh, yes. Um, for people mm-hmm. who, who haven't been following the news, Bobby Z, of course, had a heart attack and was hospitalized for some time. A massive heart attack. Um, and at the time of this show was was still in the hospital i think he's been uh, sent home he's, right yeah, um, he's home and is recovering. recovering so so prayers to bobby z and Definitely. his family um but prince acknowledged um bobby z with a dedication performing uh, nothing compares to you mm-hmm. uh, and said this was for bobby z and and a kind of second tribute to bobby z i thought came with mountains There's that line that mounts with Bobby, Bobby on the drummer. And so right, right, right. Um, I thought that, that that was a surprise. I don't I think, I I don't think anyone expected like, Mountains. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and he took the time actually to say uh, a few words about it. You yeah. know? And he said something like, you know, this is for Bobby Z. But he also said, um, you know, specifically, he said a few people have helped, helped me. Uh, he said a lot of people yeah. helped me out, yeah. out along the way. Right, and right. and mm-hmm. he was a, Bobby Z was a good soldier. Absolutely. And Bobby Z... Of course, was one of the longer lasting um, Rebel- band band, right. band members, members yeah. right? Um, outside of know, Matt Fink, outside of Matt mm-hmm. Fink. So, right. um, you know, props to that. I think the last time Prince and Bobby Z performed together was at the first celebration, correct? Mm-hmm. Where they did America, mm-hmm. yes. And um, and then Prince kicked them off the and drums. Prince kicked for them off the drums. <laughs> missed, he missed the cue. He missed the cue. He missed yeah. the cue. But um, it was still it was still great to see that. And then. There was that kind of opened up a tribute because then he did the Jacksons cover, mm-hmm. um, yeah, Shake yeah. Your Body, whole- which we've seen, we've seen mm-hmm. that kind of mountain mm-hmm. Shake Your Body. That was something that was going on during the Tamar phase, like yeah. this Jackson yeah. cover thing. But that was pretty cool, I thought. The whole encore set, yeah. they did three different encores, the, the great set of music. He he returned and did the the that stuff where he's kind of intertwining yeah. all the different, he's triggering all the different samples and things, getting the crowd really into it. I really enjoyed that stuff, and I felt like. And I think I may have mentioned this before, if not um, saying it again, the band really warmed up at this point. Yeah. Everybody knew their parts. Everybody did their things. Things were happening more freely. You know, you really saw a change because I wasn't really impressed in the beginning. And I think we spoke about this when we did the, the other shows. And it wasn't liking this band, but I really warmed up to them at this point, And I really felt like they could do their own thing. And he was able to step off and let them jam and do their things. And I was really happy about that because we didn't see that. You know, mm-hmm. we didn't see that at all. Mm-hmm. So now we're seeing this, and I'm like, damn! Now 
they're leaving and you know now the band is really warming up and jamming i'm like i wanted to see this a couple of shows back yeah i mean this i think the second one the second half of the second show mm-hmm. if i remember correctly did have a bit more of a jam feel to right. it mm-hmm. right. you yeah, know definitely. even that when he would call up i think quest love came right. up yes. right, and played right. a lot of power yeah, I, think, I think many <laughs> people cool. felt yeah, yeah yeah i think many people felt the first half of this show kind of was the pacing was a little kind of right. off and then it picked up mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah it picked up the that. second the mm-hmm. second half um, Quest Love on the couch. And of course, yeah, <laughs> Quest Love is not the only person that gets pulled up on stage. There's one other guest that gets pulled up oh, on stage and gets we like have to. a lot. We have to. Because this unfortunately oh, yeah. becomes the, the headline, yeah. um, obscuring the more important news of the day, which I can talk about in mm-hmm. terms of the press conference. But, you know, so he pulls up Kim um, Kardashian. Kim Kardashian and, um, and she totally turns into a fangirl. Yeah, and is unable twice, to dance. Right? Didn't she go up twice? She comes up later. Later on. Oh, yeah, later. That's right. The, the celebrity crew. Yeah. Okay, the so first So she comes time, up right. and he's trying to goad her into dancing and she's shy all of a sudden. And he, he kicks her he off, kicks off so stage. stage. But he did that to someone else before. There yeah. was someone else that had come up. And but he was she, trying to goad that person to dance. And he was like, oh, I need to get somebody else who can really dance. So, mm. you know, but of course it, it becomes, you know, Prince kicks Kim Kardashian off the stage. Yeah. And right. neither he nor her interpreted what happened as being, um, um, you know, uh, bad intentioned or, or you know, something with malice. Mm-hmm. Everyone else interpreted it, yeah. you know, that yeah. way. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, exactly. which is just, you know. Yeah, they were even like thing. laughing about it on stage after he was like, yeah. you know, get yeah. out of yeah. here. I think we all had a good laugh. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, he kicked her off the stage, but, you know, he brought her up there in the yeah, first place. Yeah, and then place. she went to the after party. <laughs> right, so, right. There's no bad blood between no, yeah, no. Prince and Kim Kardashian. Right, right. Yeah. Whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, before but the, the... Yeah, the big news, was, though, yes. um, was really this this press conference um, that took place mm-hmm. uh, before the show at Madison Square Garden. Yeah, we sent Zaira out to the I press conference. covered it. And it was interesting. This was kind of the bookend um, of the press conference that took place to announce the Welcome to America series, which mm-hmm. took place, that press conference took place in Harlem, where Prince brings up Jeffrey Canada, talks about Harlem Children's Zone. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is, there's going to be a charity where this guitar that he plays, this gold plated uh, guitar, is going to be auctioned off and the money's going to go to Harlem Children's Zone. And it didn't all come kind of go down like that because what happens is um, they have these candy bars right these Dylan's candy bars on the wrapper it says support Harlem Children's Zone mm. not sure if what the idea was behind these candy bars was yeah. it to like give kids boxes candy- of candy bars yeah, <laughs> selling it on the train. <laughs> 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 but right, they right. have these it, candy it also right. says 2010 it says 2010 yeah. Yeah. NYC yeah. Yeah. right yeah. so so these, these candy bars are there and it turns out that Prince is donating or going to donate to three charities. One is the American Ballet Theater, where Misty Copeland is uh, a dancer. Uh, the other is Uptown Dance Academy and and Harlem Children's Zone. And mm. so this was more than what had been announced last year. Yes. Um, uh, the Both the American Ballet Theater and the Uptown Dance Academy are presented with $250,000 each. And I'll explain what, what the gift is like. Mm-hmm. And the Harlem Children's Zone is presented with a million dollars, which is huge. Mm-hmm. And 
these donations aren't just payments or flat out cash donations. They're announced as lines of credit, which is really interesting. I've never heard of this before. Yeah. Um, and what is explained at the presentation is that Prince doesn't just want to give the money and like leave. He wants to have a relationship with these organizations. Um, and so this line of credit, my understanding is um, a kind of, a kind of more traditional way of how foundations give grants. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know the grants are managed and um, there's some kind of compliance. It's unclear how this is all going to work out, but this is what it said. You know, it's a line of credit. So he he's giving out or set aside. I guess we can say he set aside one and a half million dollars for these organizations, which is incredible and huge. Jeffrey Canada was completely stunned, and we have some audio of of Jeffrey Canada talking, uh, having received this, and he talks about how he met Prince and and what this. Um, gift means to him and his organization. Uh, this is the first time uh, in my life that someone from uh, the music industry, uh, one of our great artists, you know, I like all of you, I love Prince, and I've loved Prince for a long time, uh, that uh, someone has called and said, let me help you, uh, and let me uh, figure out how I can financially support the work, not only of what we're doing, so we go, but a great organization around this country. Uh, so I'm going to thank Prince. I want to say uh, that I am touched uh, and blown away by his generosity. Do you think that the line of credit, I just have a question about that. Was your impression that the line of credit was saying that this is $1.5 million now. It's a line of credit, so if we need more, we'll go there. Or is he saying this is a line of credit, meaning... Um, you know, I'm controlling the 1.5 million. When like you need a hundred thousand, I'll give you that. Maybe yeah. next year you'll get five. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like who's? Uh, I'm or curious both. who's going to yeah. administer this. Line. Yeah, it's it's unclear. It's like very. It's it's odd. unclear how it's going to be administered. I mean, at the time, my initial reaction was, um, this is actually better than just giving the money. Mm-hmm. Um, if Prince is indeed, and he does seem to be really interested in these organizations. He's interested in education, which he's always been, right, back to the days of funding the Marva Collins School in Chicago. Right, right, right. Um, so he's always been supportive of private or charter school education. And he's also interested in arts with young people, yeah. American mm-hmm. Ballet Theater and Uptown Dance Academy. It, it wasn't explained how this was going to happen. Um, there were no questions and answers. And, of course, Prince himself does not make an appearance, causing a bit of a row right. with the press that's gathered. There, there's mm. broadcast media there, there are photographers there. And they essentially don't have anything to take a picture of that they feel that they can use. Not even a big fake check or well, something? Well, there's a fake check, but you know everybody was there to, to take a picture of Prince and was hoping that he would be there. Holding now, the big fake check. My, my sense of this is that Prince wanted the attention to be on the charity and on the organizations, that he did not want to be mm. the focus of the attention. But from a media strategy... Um, you know that's that's not enough to make news, and I think mm-hmm. um, that was a lost opportunity. I mm-hmm. mean, I think there could have been a shot of Prince, you know, standing with these children who had yeah. come down from Harlem Children's Zone, um, you know, interacting with them in some way. Um, that would have been more newsworthy than Prince kicking off Kim Kardashian off the stage. I and agree I think with you totally. On that, that that was a lost opportunity, and so um, what happens? 
after this row, you know, poor Kiran Sharma, the designated manager of Prince's Affairs, is bombarded with yells and screams by the press and at this point all she can do is have people hand out these candies <laughs> and, and program booklets um, to make them feel better and of course press people are press people you know they're there to get certain kinds of shots for their editors so mm-hmm. the compromise is prince is agreed to let us sit through the sound check um, no mm-hmm. cameras, no audio recording, but we get to sit through the sound check. And um, he launches into Lay Down, which was a hint to me that that's how he was going to open the show because mm-hmm. I'd seen him do that before. And then we hear the instrumental of Crazy, and I was like, perfect, he's going to do Crazy with CeeLo. But while he's doing the sound check, the photographers are yelling, Prince, how about a picture? Prince, how about a picture? And at one point, he's like, I can't believe y'all are screaming at me in my own house. (laughs) And this goes on for five minutes, ten minutes. And then finally, he has the people who are screaming removed. Mm. Um, You know, so much of the press is is excused. And then um, the rest of us stay for the sound check of Crazy. And then, you know, they had to kick us out to to set up for the show. So it was was not a good press relations moment. Right. Um, And I I think that... I would be very disappointed. Because there's no takeaway. And all I got is stock footage from Musicology. And this is what you're seeing yeah, in the pictures yeah. and the and the TV appearance, even in the commercials yeah. that they shot for Welcome to America tour. Yeah. All you saw was old stuff. Yeah. So I mean, we know that Prince has always had this kind of mixed record with the press, and I think this this was a lost opportunity. Like I said, the other the other piece of the charity was the the, the kind of gold guitar, which is now like the missing gold guitar. Yeah. <laughs> because what, I don't yeah. know what happened That's to really it. Good. But according to the press conference, the guitar would have been auctioned off, was to be auctioned off that night at the after party at Darby. Um, and the starting uh, price was $100,000, and Spike Lee had expressed interest in bidding on it. So that was all we got on the guitar, and I guess this is a good transition to find out what happened at the after show, because our own Andy was there. I was there, and uh, there was no guitar auction. <laughs> so I'll, I'll put that to rest right now. If it was, it was not in the couple hours that I was there. So, you know, up until this point, he had done mostly private after shows, including one at Darby, where uh, Sharon Jones performed for the most part, and I think Questlove got on stage with him. So this was the first one that was sort of open to the public. When we got there, we we knew that the payment was two hundred dollars uh, wow. to get into Garvey, uh, Garvey to Garvey. get into Darby Cash. to do this. Cash and so the rest of my podcasters all left me there by myself <laughs> with my wallet that had I think like two hundred and ten dollars to actually go to the after show. So Darby, if if you guys don't know, is a restaurant. It's owned by the same folks that own Butter, so that's sort of a connection. Mm. So um, we got it around one o'clock. There, there wasn't that many people there at that point. There's maybe like 30, 40 people online. Mm. We got it at one o'clock. The show was only an hour. It went from about. Uh, 10 to 2 to 10 to 3. So 150 to 250. Um, famous people that were there, I really didn't pay attention. I went right to the stage. I'm there to see one famous <laughs> person. So supposedly Kim Kardashian was there. I didn't see her. I saw Questlove. Um, I, of course, saw Prince and his band and Misty. They came in together. Mm-hmm. Um, supposedly uh, Alex Rodriguez and 
Cameron Diaz were there. I didn't see them. Did they all pay two hundred dollars a piece? I don't know. I is probably this the, not. Is this the <laughs> show and after show Madonna went to as well? Supposedly, yeah. yeah. I think Madonna was there. I didn't yeah. see her either. Again, I I made a beeline to the stage, and I was standing right in front of where they were setting up for the bass. So Ida. So one thing that's interesting is it's very small. It looked like it was a stage that was pretty much built for these two after shows. And I made a comment to the tech person, like, man, it must really stink setting up on such a small stage. And he made the point of saying, it's really not that much different than the circle that everyone's in on the symbol stage. Mm -hmm. The only addition is really Prince. Mm -hmm. So they're kind of used to it. So they were having tons of trouble as always at these after shows. It seems Mm -hmm. there was a major buzz coming from that area. I think Renato's keyboard was over there. Mm -hmm. So you had the backup singers, you had the drums, on um, sort of the left side, and then you had Prince in the middle. But for the most part, he played bass the entire time. And was just sort of having fun, which was nice, because I was right there. We were told before the show started, please do not take any pictures, just enjoy the show. Even when they got up on stage, Shelby was like, put away your phone, just have fun. And there was definitely people like with Prince that would point at you if you try to take it out. So I put my phone in my pocket. I got one picture right as Prince goes on stage. Prince don't hate. And that's it. That's all I got. got. Um, For $200, yeah. Yeah, I wasn't getting booted. And the other thing that's funny is Prince fans, like, Mm self-police. Like, I didn't really care. But people would turn around and be like, don't do it. He doesn't like that. You know, (laughs) we didn't want him to leave. We we paid 200 200 bones for it. He'll get mad. No, it's true. We didn't want him him to leave. So he comes up on stage. And the, the first part of it, you know, again, is him playing keyboards and later on playing bass. And uh, Talib Kweli, who we saw at the show, was up there, and he was rapping for a while. They mm-hmm. did, uh, the part that I like, they did 777-9311 on the stick, just instrumental with P- Prince on the bass. Everyone's going crazy. Jamming. Jamming out. They do mm-hmm. head. Who was, who was doing drums? John? John was, yeah. Okay. John was doing the drums. So it was like the standard band. Um, mm-hmm. You know, everyone else was up there. It was kind of funny. When he had Ida's bass, he kind of wanted her to play keyboards mm-hmm. um, with Morris, but she I don't think she plays keyboards, so mm-hmm. she was just kind of standing there. They did head instrumental, which was funny, because for me, I don't expect head. So mm-hmm. he starts playing, and I'm like, man, I know this song, but I don't know what this... And all of a sudden, it clicks. I'm like, it's head. Like, you don't expect head, but yeah, they don't sing it. something that's played. No, not at all. So they do a couple other songs. At one point, he leaves the stage... And all of a sudden, he appears right by me. I'm sorry, I don't remember the couple that was next to me, but we're all like, oh my God, we're so close to him, right by the bass. All of a sudden, he's standing in between me and this other woman, and he's messing with the bass pedals while Ida's playing. And he's like having a great time. He's like interacting with the crowd and smiling. He's super cool. Um, And they do Chelsea Rogers, sort of, while he's doing it. Shelby sang that, so that was kind of cool to hear that. He goes back on stage, and they play maybe the first like two seconds of Endorphin Machine, and he leaves. The band leaves. So everyone's kind of going crazy. He comes back up, does I'd Like It There, and Endorphin Machine, which is one of my favorites, Endorphin and he kills Machine, it. Yeah. And he does it as like the trio, so it's like him, Ida, and John Blackwell, and that's it. And they rocked it, and then they left. So that happens. That's the whole show. It's an hour. You know, 
I love Prince, but it's always a toss up. A hundred, but uh, two hundred bucks, one hour. Oh, fine. Wow. Yeah, so, you know my my take yeah. on it is is like he's looking at it like he was doing all these after shows for private celebrities, and uh, you know he saw people fans lining up at every time, and he was probably like, "Look, this is the last New York show. If you really want to come, he's yeah. like, this is not really an after yeah. show." You know, you're not going to get your money's worth. This is just some jamming for celebrities a little bit. Mm-hmm. If you really want to come, screw it. Let them come in for $200 yeah. cash. You know? mm-hmm. Another interesting trivia is that Darby's is the site of the former Nels. Yeah, that's right. a good which, point. Right? Yeah, which is where great. he used to hang out in the late... Yeah. Late nineties, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. That's yeah. A, that's a, yeah. We were talking about that on the line. It's pretty funny. Yeah. The mm-hmm. other the other sort of funny thing that happened was is I, I always have like random interactions with Prince. Like he'll be walking by me after a show, and usually the, all the words I get at his great show. He'll say thank you, stare at me. I don't say anything else, and then he walks. Away. <laughs> so that's pretty much my interaction. So this is a similar interaction. So after the show's over, um, I'm like tweeting buddies with Cassandra, the keyboardist. So I walk over to talk to her because I've never actually met did her. Did she so recognize weird. you? Uh, no, it's an it's an avatar picture. So, okay. I, so but did you tell her? I, yeah, yeah, I told okay. her. I'm so like, oh, you look just like your yeah. cartoon. Character. <laughs> I do. I do. So I was like, I'm Ace Stanger. She's like, oh, cool. She was super nice. Was talking to her for a little bit. And as I go to turn to walk away, I I sort of turn and Prince is sitting in the corner with Misty Copeland and the other singers are there. So he looks at me and he waves. So I kind of fake the thing of like, oh, did he wave at me? So I like point at myself. And like turn around to see if there's you know one of his rich friends behind me. He, I turn back and look at him, and he kind of laughs and like imitates me, and then points to me and waves again. <laughs> so <laughs> I wave at him, and then I'm just staring there, like, staring again, what? staring at him. Like I don't know what my next move's supposed to be. So he was wearing these crazy uh, cufflinks during the show. He might have. He was wearing like a I think a black suit and like a red shirt yeah. and a crazy diamond cufflinks, like the really so, long rectangular. Re- yeah, oh no, they were circles. Okay, they were like yeah, giant yeah. circles, like the size of your. Oh, yeah, like yeah, head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah, I don't know if that's a they're that's, that's okay. That's wow. big, yeah. man. They're big. <laughs> so I point to my wrist and mouth the words, I like your cufflinks. So he picks up his wrist, points to his wrist, and goes, These. I go, Yes. And then he does like the sort of like swirl with your finger by your head, like you're crazy. He <laughs> says you're crazy, and then he waves to me bye bye. Which I guess was this is getting to the point of awkwardness. Please, please crazy Prince fan, walk away. So which point I walked away. A bunch of my non Prince friends were like, Oh, you should have went to go talk to him. And I'm like, About This experience might have been different. This might have been coming from a jail cell when I got locked up. But it's uh, still pretty cool. It was still this a shows nice that he little was experience. In good spirits. Yeah, he was, yeah. He was yeah. Really cool. And then and then even when he left, he he left pretty soon after that. Maybe because of me. Um, <laughs> he's like somebody. He's, like, he's, so like some yeah, he's like some weird white guy. Yeah, wants he's like some weird guy. out my, my uh, I always see that guy in the front. Get out of here. <laughs> so, but it was cool when he and uh, he and Misty and and sort of left together. When they left together, you know, he was like slapping five and shaking people's hands, and it was mm-hmm. cool. He walked. He walked through the crowd. He had security, but it wasn't like leaving through a back door. He was he was super friendly. So it was a cool way to end like the New York experience. Oh, for you, for you, yeah. 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 For us. yeah. Well, I, at that point, yeah. I was sleeping. Yeah. Yeah. No, but you know, I, I do want to say too. Like, I think that looking at all the shows that mm. we went to, I went to everything except the one Friday show at the Izod, and mm. it's like, you know, you he, I think 
if we look and like kind of say just as a, a general conclusion of how I felt about all the shows, I thought it was a really good experience. It was a lot of money, but I didn't think about it. Mm. You know, I didn't combine it to see how much I spent. So <laughs> it was great. You know, he varied. He changed each show, like we mentioned, enough mm. so mm. that it felt fresh. Mm -hmm. You know, I mm. think if he had done another three or four shows of this and I'd gone to it, I would start to lose track. And it would yeah. all kind of feel yeah. the same. So yeah. Yeah. it was just the right amount mm -hmm. to get this kind of and welcome the spacing to towards the end idea. made it a little bit better too yeah yeah and yeah. at every show you know we've been sitting here comparing each show to right. a, a, the other right. prince show right. but mm -hmm. anyone who goes to these shows that is not a, such such a serious prince fan mm -hmm. goes and and everything i hear is, is blown like away unbelievable yeah. 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 the yeah. energy level yeah. at every one of these shows yeah i mean so. emil and i were talking about that at the last show you know how zaire mentioned how it almost felt a little phoned in the last show up until when I it came didn't out for say crazy. Phoned in. All right, uh, that's my line. But the yeah, pacing, yeah, yeah, yeah. The was, pacing a was a little off. Yeah. So I'll say, you know, it was a little bit phoned in. But like mm -hmm. for Emil and I, we're talking about that because we've seen him a bunch of times right. and we've seen like these great shows. But I was like, him at his worst day is better than most other artists. Absolutely. Oh, definitely. You know, and for people yeah. who have never seen him, it's um, he's amazing. He is the yeah. right. if yeah. he's one of the if not yeah. the greatest live performer yeah. ever. Okay. Right. I, my guess my only to add on to that is is you know we are still waiting for that Apollo show, Prince. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I still want to see him in a small venue, like yeah. a real I show, not not like an after show. No, it's true. It's true. You know, at two a.m. when I'm tired and standing on my feet for hours waiting no i want i want to see him in a small venue um yep doing an intimate set um and i th i think there's still space for that to happen mm -hmm. I, I do want to say um that I, I i forgot to mention with this press conference that you know prince was going to be touring taking welcome to america around the country mm -hmm. and identifying organizations local organizations wherever he was mm -hmm. that could benefit um mm -hmm. similarly um, from his uh, charitable donations. And she said that he's going to come back to New York because mm. he felt like there were many oh, people right. in New York who hadn't been able to mm. see him. So we have to look forward. We look, we Maybe this summer when yeah. we have replenished our <laughs> savings yeah, account, when the, our Prince Prince fund, fund, <laughs> when the Prince Fund is Save replenished, money. Yeah, we can um, have a chance. And mm. maybe when he comes back, he will do mm. that intimate show yeah. that mm -hmm. I think the, the hardcore fans mm -hmm. um, are really looking forward to. Yeah. Before we wrap this up, uh, he left us, went over to the West Coast. Wanted to talk about this very briefly um, because we weren't there. Obviously, we don't really have too much. Of, we don't have too much input. But I was actually, and we spoke about this earlier offline, I was pretty blown away by this. Uh, Prince, shortly after he left New York, announced two shows, possibly three in California and the Oakland area a week before they were going to happen. I was one of the naysayers that was like, this is not going to happen. So was I. I you know, people mm -hmm. are not going to do go. this. Rent is about to be paid. Who's going to go to these shows? One was a possible sellout because it was a Monday. It was President's Day holiday. Next one was midweek. It's not going to happen. And they're just talking about a possible third show. Mm -hmm. No way. Shelby announces this on Twitter. We start seeing the announcements from Live Nation and everywhere else. Shows next week. To my surprise, he sold out two shows and immediately sold out. Uh, the third show was announced, immediately sold out those mm -hmm. that third show. Mm -hmm. Never thought that was going to happen, especially with the things that happened. But it just shows the power 
in this particular area that Prince represents. I'm yeah. sure people came out from not only the Oakland area, but yeah. people drove in from L.A. just to see this. It's been a while since Prince has been in the States, and people were ready for him. And this was a testament to the fact that, you know, he's got a strong following over there in California. Yeah, he's a strong, strong market. I mean, if you think of um, back in the late 90s when there were these online fan groups, mm-hmm. um, the, the ones that were the most prominent were indicators of where his strongest markets were. There's Love Sexy DC, right. mm-hmm. there's NPNY for New York, there was Chi Town Generation Chicago, mm-hmm. and there was, the, I forgot, the Bay, Bay NPG, Bay Bay NPG which yeah. is a barrier. And those really kind of spoke to where his strongest mm-hmm. markets were. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, you know, if anyone has, uh, we're still a little unclear as uh, we don't think that there was the, uh, an appearance by the gold guitar at the Oakland shows, but yeah. if anyone has seen the gold guitar, let us know. see it yeah. in Carolina, <laughs> yeah. send yeah. us a message yeah. and say, yeah. hey, you know, yeah. he's still playing this. Yeah, thing. like you mentioned now, <laughs> he's got a series of shows coming up for the Carolinas. It's like, what, six shows? Six yeah. shows. Yeah, six shows. Yeah. Yeah. At so, the end of March. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so we'll see how so this is goes. another kind mm-hmm. of test balloon almost yeah i'm curious um, how this is gonna go because it's a huge that's a lot of shows mm-hmm. um not in what i would have expected to be a big market mm-hmm. um although i think he's gonna pull people from dc because mm-hmm. north carolina is a four hour three four hour drive or um atlanta is also not too far so maybe he'll pull from the dc and atlanta the way oakland pulled from la mm-hmm. um but it's still it's still kind of um, a bold, a bold, yeah, bold, move, it's yeah. bold, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bold. especially in this economy. Yeah, and you know, as yeah. you get farther south, the recession is affecting more people. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and these yeah. ticket prices are not cheap. I said it once right. before. I'm going to say it again. So, uh, good luck to you, Prince, on that. And I think yeah, this because is... we know you got bills to pay. All yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not going to get into that. <laughs> And now a word from our resident Angry Prince fan, Richard Kahali. Yo, I'm Rich. And that's my heat in the background if you're hearing any background noise. I don't know why it's on, it's March. But anyway, a month ago, I went to the last of a series of New York area Prince shows at Madison Square Garden. I remember sitting at work a few hours before the show thinking, why am I not amped for it? See, I've been going to Prince shows for close to 20 years now, and I've been stoked for being there. And I used to be bummed whenever I missed shows. But there I sat, after I missed the first five shows in the area, with a ticket for the sixth, and I was blank. And why is that? See, I started thinking about it, so I'm thinking, maybe I've seen too many shows and I'm just all princed out, for example. No, that can't be it, because my co-podcasters and friends went to a whole bunch of them and they still can't get enough. I like to think we're on the same page. Well... Sometimes. Maybe it's because I've outgrown my enthusiasm for his music. No, that can't be it either. Prince songs regularly pop up on my iPod playlist, and I'm not tired of it there. So let me think about this. Maybe I'm just getting too old for concerts. No, that can't be it either, because there are a bunch of folks going to these shows that are many years my senior. That can't be it. No way. And then during the show, it completely dawned on me. It's probably because it's no longer a vintage print show that we're witnessing. What we're getting is only morsels of prints, and the rest... Let me explain it. The experience of watching prints live has totally been hijacked by the following. So here we go. Number one, it's the backup singers. Yeah, 
Okay, so these girls, they could sing just fine, but these songbirds are pretty much everywhere, dominating the chorus, flailing their arms on stage, taking up valuable real estate. This is all my opinion, of course. Number two, it's unnecessary theatrics. You have to see the shows to see what I'm talking about. He, he like pulls celebrities on stage and makes fun of them. Some random dude waving a flag. Totally, totally bizarre. And last but not least, it's the crowd. You guys. Now Prince, he clearly loves to ham it up for his like insane fan base. And there's nothing more frustrating than seeing a living legend sing two words of a song with the audience taking over the rest. See, if I wanted karaoke, Koreatown is literally four blocks from MSG. Basically what I'm saying is that the live experience has been compromised by these things for me. That's why I may not be amped for forking over big bucks to see it. It's just not worth it for me. So I want to say that it wasn't a total disappointment for me because it was great to see CeeLo Green, Misty Copeland, and even some of the new songs being played. So the potential is still there. Sadly, it's only an appetizer, but, the, but it's really at a main course price. So that's where I'm at, guys. I can't be the resident Angry Prince fan without being a little bit agitated. Have a good one. Always rich. In my mind, I'm born to Carolina. Can't you see the sunshine? Thank you for listening to MPNY Radio. We want to thank you for listening, and we want to remind you to send your feedback to radio at npny.org. We'll be back in a few weeks with another episode. So stay tuned. Yes, I'm born to